Welcome to Think Big for Africa podcast. On this podcast, we will bring you interesting conversations with local, national, and international African leaders from all works of life, home and abroad. Leaders who are doing their bits to progress Africa's development. Conversation topics will range from education, science, health, leadership, politics, business, and many other global issues. Conversations about everything that concerns Africa's development. Africa has so many wonderful achievers worldwide, and this is exactly what we will bring to you on Think Big for Africa podcast. Stay tuned. Hello. Welcome to the Think Big for Africa podcast. This is Ikene Banye. Today, I have a, a very interesting young man. He's doing something that uh, is not very common in Africa. The Africa I knew, uh, I guess uh, Africa is different. Uh, that's why I got him here to explain exactly what he's doing. He's the chairman of... Uh, Robotics, uh, Robotics Center Nigeria Limited. His name is Anthony Amodu. Anthony, how are you? Hello. Hello, Fine, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, like, like I said, uh, what you're doing right now, uh, it's, to me, it seems... Uh, unusual okay because uh when i was in nigeria some years ago uh we were not uh, into robotics you know and uh, when i saw your post on linkedin and the 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 uh robotic fights of the of the kids i was amazed i said wow what's going on here you know so so Let's let's start the, the the normal way I start. I would like you to introduce yourself and tell my audience who you are and what you do. All right. All right. Um, thank you again for having me on your um, what I would call your uh, um, exemplary uh, leadership podcast. Thank you. Um, thank you. I I my name is Anthony Anthony Amodu. I am I'm a business management and strategy expert. Okay. Um, I've got two decades um, plus under my belt, a working experience in technology, uh, energy, and financial services. All right. Currently, I chair um, the Robotics Center in Nigeria, and this is a, a an organization that is um, driven by its vision to lead the tech transformation in Africa. Very good, very good. See, like you, you mentioned, uh, you have uh, two decades of uh, experience in so many areas, technology and financial 
institutions. I know you were uh, a former employee of the same bank where I I started my career, Citibank. So the question I have for you is this. What drove you from banking into robotics? What's the story? Thank you, Jimmy. Um, well, the story is all about opportunity. Mm. And if you'll permit me, I can expand. Yeah, right, go ahead. go ahead. So, I mean, I, as you know, I mean, um, we, are, we are both um, ex-old boys of a great institution, by the way. Yeah. Um, Citibank is indeed a, a, a very, very um, great place to have a career experience in because it broadens your horizon. That being said, having served my time there and made my contributions, I, I got um, to a point where I felt there was more that I could give yeah. to, my, to my country, um, to the next generation, more importantly. And I felt that urge stronger and stronger. And at some point, I decided to make a move and follow my own passion. Mm. I've always been involved in social causes. Um, I've always been particularly uh, interested in development and capacity building for youths. Um, and I've been involved in different programs and initiatives. And when I left Citibank, I focused on that aspect, which had suffered um, a lot of uh, a lack of attention from my part. Okay. And in doing so, I got involved with some NGOs and some other foundations who were involved in helping kids, building kids, and one thing leading to another. Eventually, I stumbled upon an opportunity to make an impact from a technology training perspective, uh -huh. uh, working with uh, a, a Lagos State Public School. And that experience transformed, that experience transformed my thinking mm. about what exactly was the, the challenge for our next generation. And if indeed we were, we are supposed to grow the next generation to be ready for yeah. the future that is already here, then yeah. there was clearly a gap. And having completed that training with those kids, seeing their ability to assimilate the knowledge, apply it, and actually implement it by building their websites for their school was the first thing that triggered my thinking. Fast forward a year later, and you know, a, a few ups and downs, we came up with, the, with this robotic center 
yeah. as an opportunity to create the right environment where we can now begin to intentionally nurture and build up creative talent that can now begin to position themselves to use technology to solve problems. That's, that's very, very good. This is a social capital investment for us. Mm. And I say us because this is not a singular effort. Yeah. However, we are indeed privileged to have this opportunity to make a difference and we do not take it lightly. Very good, very good. See, I, 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 I see this. I say to myself, with the progress of uh, artificial intelligence and robotics in the rest of the world, uh, if Africa does not do something drastic, you know, with robotics and, and uh, AI, we will see, we'll see ourselves backward, you know? So the, the, the industrial nations of the world, the US, Europe, Japan, China, are running so many of their automation with uh, AI and robotics. You know, the question is this, where is Nigeria? Where is Africa in this space of AI and robotics? I know you are doing, some, doing something. I'm, I'm asking, is the country, is the continent doing something in this space? Um, to answer that question, let me first even address the fact that uh, we, Africa in general, hmm. has had a funny relationship with technology. I, I am not exact on the statistics, but in general, I can tell you that when we look at a sector like telecoms, we practically live from, from analog to digital. Yeah. And we had less than 5% coverage. And, and all of a sudden, almost one in five adults, or at least one in 10, has some form of cell phone to communicate with. Yeah. The challenge of our ability to benefit from the technology, it comes now because of a lack of knowledge of how the technology works. Oh, yeah. And all the other value benefits that can be tapped out of it. Yeah. Africa is largely seen as a marketplace. Yes. And unfortunately, we will remain so 
unless if we begin to improve. Oh my God. We begin to improve. We begin to improve and apply ourselves in a way and manner that we can now tap this technology. Okay, now, finish. Mm -hmm. now, go, on, go on. When we were younger and we, we studied engineering and we came out of school, one of the challenges we had was we were told when we were trying to apply into the then industry of oil and gas. Yeah. <laughs> was that we didn't have the experiential knowledge of the, or the practical knowledge of being able to apply the theories we had in our heads. Mm. And we were either redirected to certain institutions to get retooled, or we were told we, were, we had to work subservient under foreign nationals yeah. who, who had this experience. Well, here we are again. The signs are all over, and we're heading into another industrial revolution. Yeah. And what is going to happen if nothing is done is Africa is now going to, again, suffer for a death of the, of the right people. And this is what we are primarily trying to also at least avoid or begin to at least reduce that gap. Yeah. So that we will also be able to benefit from the proceeds of technology. Yeah. See, you said something. Africa is a marketplace. Okay. So, so that's good. We do everything we, we do to earn money. And then we set, see, because this era, runs primarily on technology. So we spend Absolutely. every money, everything, we do everything we do, we earn money and we dash it to the technology companies. Which, Correct. which, I can't, I, I don't, okay, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. There is no, none of these companies are African. Okay, you say the the, the phone phone uh, companies. Okay, the the mobile carriers are Af some of them. Are, some of them are Africans. Okay, but the the manufacturers of the technology are not Africans. Absolutely. So a lot of the money we spend in Africa in phone on, on phones are either handset or the mask that houses and transmits the 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 the, the calls and text the money goes to china europe america right so my question my question is this when will we when will we get our act together to see that until we build capacity 
in our youths to understand, to understand the fundamentals of this technology, which is physics. Okay, so see, anybody can, can pick up some technology and how it works and do it, okay? In a little, a little without, without knowing much about physics, but we cannot build a sustainable technology in Africa without understanding the fundamentals of physics. So when are we going to, what are we doing in our secondary schools to teach, teach our kids basic science? I don't know. If I, I mean, if I, may, if I may contribute to that yeah, thought. Yeah, go, um, go on. I mean, to be, to be fair, um, a lot of the schools uh, now, in yeah. the last three, in the last three years, okay, have, 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 have placed a lot of emphasis on STEM learning. That okay. is science, technology, engineering, and math. Okay. And, and I believe that physics falls into that category. Okay. Now, that focus has been supported by initiatives from both the federal government, um, the, um, uh, the UNICEF, and relevant UN um, entities that have been driving that. I am aware of projects that have even been done at state government levels and federal government level. I'm, I'm even privy to... Uh, because we have been approached by one of such firms that are working with the federal um, ministry of education to to discuss the potential of rolling out robotics um, trainings as they are revamping the uh, various uh, technical colleges okay now, so I know there's this effort coming, driven, of course, by World Bank and, and other initiatives with, in conjunction with the federal government. Mm. But of course, these are progressive um, um, reports. Yeah. And albeit they are moving slowly, of course, because government is not exactly... Um, the, at, at the fastest when it comes to implementing uh, most of these uh, um, uh, policy directives. Yeah. But at least they are working in that direction. They've accepted that. And if you look at the ed educational uh, uh, um, scope that we have, some states have taken the initiatives. Yeah. Like Lagos State, Ogo State, to also drive the learning and the focus on STEM. And the, in fact- so, I, Sorry, uh, Anthony. Yeah. STEM, STEM, can you tell me what the acronym stands for? Yeah, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Okay, all right. So- So, so I mean, physics falls into that- category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and, and so there's been a lot of, a lot more emphasis especially in the last three years, particularly even despite the pandemic, even in yeah. the last year, they're on, on building capacity in schools to 
deliver these STEM objectives? Well, if, if that is the case, that's good. But I, I hope it's not, it's not become a, a, a technology-driven initiative. Because like I said, the basis of everything is basic science, math, uh, physics, chemistry, biology. That is the basics of everything. Until we, we, we have a lot of people studying these things not only not only in secondary school but at university at my at my time in my time people who study uh math physics chemistry biology uh microbiology are most 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 of the time are people who wanted to study engineering or medicine and didn't get into those courses. And then they, 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 they now decide to take science. Unfortunately, well, I'm, 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 le I'm learning things, okay? In the last 10 years, I've discovered, oh my God, we missed it. The basics, the basis of everything is the basic science and our country we don't we don't appreciate that this should be the focus because if we don't have enough people studying the big basic science okay being interested in studying big basic science we will not we never have people who are actually going to do the research and I mean, look at we have a we have a pandemic, okay? Uh, a lot of people in Africa are saying they won't take the vaccine because they don't know what is is in it. This that. Why are we relying on the West, China, India to produce our, our vaccines? That's because we don't have enough scientists in Africa. So that's my that's my that's my 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 take. We need to focus on doing big basic science. I mean, to be to 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 support what you are saying, it is it is it, there is a need for it, but it's not even also done in isolation. Remember okay. that we we are in a society that over time, in I mean, we were always directed to study certain professions because they were yeah. supposedly guaranteed. Um, success yeah. in career. Mm -hmm. And this trickled down to even the next generation and our generation in, in directing our kids. Yeah. I can imagine some parents today um, who will hear their son or daughter say she or he wants to be a physicist. Mm -hmm you might end up with a whooping yeah, of a lifetime. Exactly. <laughs> but in, in hindsight, if you walk into the uh, National Agency for uh, NASA, for instance, yeah. um, you're going to see those, the, the bunch of those guys 
See, they're they the, they the most cherished people. People who study maths and physics are the yeah. most cherished people in science. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and also, I mean, to be fair, we can't take it away because the society also has, has, has allowed certain professions to be degraded yeah. over others. Yeah. I, can, I, I went to give a talk at a school recently on robotics and, you know, the future. And yeah. they were curious to talk about other things, about life. And so I, I indulged them. Very good. And when we spoke about, it was, without ended up talking about careers, because this were a graduating class. Yeah. And when I mentioned if any of them, you know, what wanted to be a teacher, I will. Mean, let's just say I got some very dramatic responses <laughs> <laughs> that were not positive. <laughs> Even though they were right, they were sitting right next to some of their teachers. <laughs> and, and so, what you find is that the economic pressure, yeah, the status pressure, and the limited funding, yeah, perhaps that goes into the non quote unquote non considered viable sectors yeah. has led to a death of this tal of this of this of these people of even new talents coming in. Yeah. And like you said, they are considered a reject. Yeah. Who if you study any of these things. So even those who genuinely were in such classes. Mm. For the new knowledge, they are they are almost under a lot of pressure because they are people who address them feel you probably wanted to study something else, and this was just a second coming. Yeah, and and this this mindset and is not is not in the air. Um, this is coming from a place where the society has driven such thinking; they've encouraged it. The society today. Mm. encourages people to direct their kids mm -hmm. to where the financial benefits are. Yeah. Now, fortunately and unfortunately, I would like to just throw in this point. We've seen some good initiatives come out of Africa and Nigeria too regarding the financial technology solutions. Yeah. Everybody is aware of the Paystack, Flutterwave, and there are a host of others too that are all coming up with, you know, a very interesting technology ideas. But five years ago, six years ago, when these guys started, I can almost bet you that they've had, they had challenges too. Yeah. Getting even support, getting people, to believe in the opportunity that they were seeing ahead. And these, are, these guys are homegrown talent. Mm. Today, we are at that cost again, where some of us have seen that the wind of change has come. Yeah. And really, it is no longer even about just understanding technology is it is what can you do with the technology okay and it is now 
how do you use that technology to make your life and the life of others better? And then ultimately, you begin to reap the rewards. But this process, like you said, has to have a pattern. And we have to build the capacity from ground up. Yes. Otherwise, we will just end up again being consumers. Exactly. And that, this, this, this is what I want. This is what I want. I, I, what concerns me? This is what concerns me. You see, in the West, for example, the basis has been done, okay, from the 18th century towards the 20th, 20th century, you know, the basics has been done correct now now the market the market forces determine what the kids in school will go on and study okay that's true because the basics the fundamentals have been done okay for us in africa the fundamentals have not been done you see, that's 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 it. That's it. What scares me? The fundamentals have not been done. So, if we we'll allow the in quote the market to determine everything, we will be in a big hole. Because because if the fundamentals are not being done. In this in the in, in the science space, then we will we will always always be a market bias. We just buy buy buy. We will never be we will never be in a position to produce to determine what what we want to produce, and we buy anything the West or China gives us. So the, the question well, my question is this. Uh, let me ask you a question. You you comment up. The question is: Do we have the right policies <clears throat> to drive our educational institu- institutions to focus more on the subjects, the fundamental fundamental subjects, math, basic science. Because see, en- engineering is is a to me it's it's secondary. Correct. Engineering technology is secondary. Correct. Medicine are all secondary when it comes to science. Correct. The basics, maths, physics, chemistry, biology. What are we doing in this place? I, I so this is a um, a very very I mean interesting question you asked. Yeah. And, and now are there policies in place to drive um, the educational um, institutions? Yeah. Institutions. I mean, yes, they are. There okay. are policies that's good that exist that are, are promoting the 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 teaching of science, the teaching of 
um, mathematics. Now, is it is the execution and the impact mm. commensurate to the volume that we are turning out? Okay. Well, this is now a, a a challenge of a number of factors ranging from infrastructure to availability of the the right um, right teachers with the, with um, and also the availability of even the students themselves because in certain areas of of Africa not peculiar to Nigeria alone you've got um, cases where you have streets uh, children street hawking to uh, those being denied because of religious um, beliefs and because I, I, I am a firm believer in gender equality. Yeah. I, 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 am, I, am, I am driven by that passion. And I found out in my experience in this field that women and men are just as equally capable yeah. um, in, 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 in applying themselves. Yes. So we find out that the policies are in place. Okay. The execution might be poor because, again, even in the budgetary allocations, you see that less is given towards education. See, that, that's, and, that's, that's the question. See, when you, and, say, when you say the policies are in place, how do you demonstrate it? How much you, you, you allocate to it? Writing a policy, uh, writing a fantastic policy, okay, and then you don't fund it. What are you doing? <laughs> well, well, so, so the private, the private institutions, uh, both secondary schools and private private schools, are taking up those policies and guidance, and of course doing their best to provide these things. But they are all done at a commercial nature, See? and and therefore you cannot build a, a nation that way, because this this is only going to be available to a, so small a few group. A few. That's it. And this small group are not going to all always all want to be in the field of science. Yes. So you also that makes it even a smaller group of a small group. Exactly. And and. When you look at the size of our nation and the role we play in Africa and the role we should be playing in Africa, yeah, we are not building up the right capacity to continue in our leadership role because we should lead across board. We have got the talents and we actually have the resources only, only that it is not appropriately distributed. Yeah, And even the policies that can encourage it are not given. For instance, encouragement should be given to companies that are quote and unquote involved in manufacturing processes. Yeah. Or some engineering production, either by oil and gas, telecoms, whatever area where there is science and technology involved in your field. Yes. To give money to research, to give money to support causes that can be rewarded in tax relief. Yeah. That can be rewarded in all kinds of um, 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 incentives that can that government can 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 create for them 
while government cannot create funds for everything, but they can create value by giving certain incentives to certain organizations yeah. who provide this kind of support. And, they, and then you will see a communal growth. Now, it would be, be so unjust for me to say this, but I will mention that even us in our own small capacity yes. at the center, at the robotic center, yeah. we have chose, we have adopted two schools that we have been training this, their students yeah. in robotics. I'm okay. talking about public schools, public, public, public schools in our, in, within our community uh, um, zone that we have, we are training and giving free robotics training to them so okay. that we are also trying to lead by the cause we plead Good. that this is indeed the the way if if that to go if we is a, a start is well i mean i hate to abuse the word but a startup that yeah, startup, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah this you know as a small startup trying to make a difference imagine if we now have the arsenal of government policies driving us and government taking advantage of these institutions that have been making a lot of money over time and enjoying the marketplace and not contributing anything to the developmental goals of governments and objectives of building science and technology um, um, talents out of their schools. Yeah. I can I don't want to mention any because I don't know who your sponsors are, but they are <laughs> companies that are professional marketing companies, and like all they do is package their packaging companies. Yeah, they just package, and See? when they package, they are if you hear the turnover and the profits they declare, yeah, one should make them such companies should be levied to contribute to the science and technology education. in secondary yes. schools, in schools. They should, they should be given all kinds of moral suasion, nudges, incentives in any form in which it comes to encourage them. The, their advertising budgets, okay, the advertising budgets alone, Yeah. even if they give us, a, a give, I mean, when I say us, I mean those who are driving for, um, this developmental goal, I don't mean yeah. robotics sector in particular. If they give this to the people who have the passion for this growth and these initiatives and putting their professional controls and conditions around it, they will be able to make effective change. No matter how small, it will be progress. And if this continues, we will see the difference in a decade's time. And many of these organizations have been here for several decades. Decade, we yeah. grew up with some of them. Yeah, yeah. See, Anthony, you are very right. And see, this is this is what I do. This is Think Big for Africa podcast. Okay. And what I want to do is to sensitize people to think about Africa's development. Okay. We need to develop Africa we need to develop the study, we need to promote the study of basic science in secondary schools, okay? 
Absolutely. Now, now, now you, like, like you said, what I see happening, okay, I'm diversing, directing to, to, to education, for example. What I see in education is that, unfortunately, let me, let's use our country because that's where we know more. In Africa, in, in Nigeria, there's now so many private secondary schools, so many. And many of the middle class send their children to private secondary schools in Nigeria. Okay. And the the the, the difference with in the past past grades in public schools and private schools are very, very different. Like you said, how can we build the capacity we need in our country when our public private uh, our, our public secondary schools are not working? I went to a public school primary school, secondary school, university. Like yes, that. yes, I know. Okay, I, I, I now realize that there were a, little, a few things I didn't learn in my time, but the, 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 the basic thing is that I, I, I got the ability to think and the, see, that's it. The ability to think. See, I see, I see many, many young people out of universities in Nigeria, and we can't discuss anything meaningful, and it pains me. See, when I when I came out from from, second, from university. I can discuss anything. I don't need to know all the details of the matter, but I know how to engage somebody in a discussion, asking questions. Now I see a lot of young people who finished university, public university in Nigeria, they can't discuss anything. This is this is the this is the the downfall of bad policies and implementation. What's your take? I mean, um, so your observations are, I mean, they are quite spot on. Um, Hold on, they, your your yes, your your then, your speaker is not very. Okay. Is it better now? Yes, better now. Yes. Okay. So you, your your observations are spot on. Um, yes, it is. There is. So you have to look at it in context of a lot of factors. Mm. When, I mean, I'm not going to say when we were in school because I'm a, I'm still young at heart. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> but when when we were back in the days. Before the social media um, revolution came, yes, era came. 
we didn't have these distractions. If you yeah. had to see somebody, you have to literally walk to the hall and pray, and you, you it doesn't even consider a, something strange to go ahead to the person's house. Yeah. Before, I mean, you don't call ahead. You just go there and you find out if the person is in his room, right? And what seemed absolutely normal to back then, today, if you show up at my office and I'm not there, the first thing I'll say is, well, why didn't you call me? Yeah. Right? Or mm -hmm. well, send me a message. I would have told you I'm not there. But in the olden days, I remember, you know, when you are seeing someone off, it's always a tango. So I escort you back to your house. Yeah. And you escort me back to your house. <laughs> and then you have to meet somewhere in the middle. And, and I <laughs> one would have hoped that with the technology mm. accessed, we will be able to to access better information systems. We were limited to the libraries we had physically. Yeah. Today, they've got a host of virtual information. Is there access? That yeah. Is there? But unfortunately, the path to those to those uh, access involves getting onto a platform that also creates distraction mm. and. When not well regulated, these these platforms totally take people away from their core focus. Yeah, and so what you have today is that the people that are, are able to have conversations that are cerebral are limited because they have not what you have not practiced. Um, you do not know how to do perfectly. Yeah, so they they have they have found themselves depending on a fast life, fast mm, news, mm, current mm. event, jerk reaction type of, sit of yeah. situations. You know, following what is quote-unquote trending and not paying attention to deep thoughts yeah. and contemplations, which has always been the bedrock of any meaningful development or change that has come across. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, the challenge, is, even in some countries today, like in China, I am aware that they have started limiting time that children spend on things like games and, you know, internet uh, activities because they're beginning to see that this thing is having an effect a negative a negative creative, effect a negative effect on their creative abilities yeah if, if i am aware that in silicon valley the home of most of these beautiful tools yeah they yeah. have they have special schools where they take their where kids are taken to mm -hmm. for those who can afford them and they are totally controlled on the time they're allowed to spend on oh, yeah. social media and other distractive devices. Oh, yeah. In fact, many, many people who work in uh, Silicon Valley do not allow their kids to go on social media. Many. And now, I, and now private, I remember, look, before I, before I joined City, uh, I was at Owando. Okay. And 
I was, I was, I was the group uh, manager for strategy. Now, one of the things we noticed with our people performance was that as soon as Facebook was operationally accessible, mm. we actually noticed a steep decline in decline. performance of our staff <clears throat> because of our staff because during the day and during the working hours because they have access to the internet of course as part of their work too yeah they are spending more time on facebook mm. so we have to disable facebook and similar similar uh, social media platforms yeah from being able from access accessing it through their systems so that if they have to access it they have to do it on their own private equipment which wasn't yeah. at that point very very strong and very very yes accessible. in those days yes in those days but you can imagine that that an organization had to take that step why because we still wanted to provide the opportunity for research and other benefits that the internet had to offer yes if you fast forward today, this is the same challenge now that is happening in institutions and among our 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 youths. Yeah. Now, if the government tries to do any intervention in this regard, they will say we are becoming a dictatorship or we are becoming an autocratic state. Mm. Unfortunately, the government's hands are tied because there are benefits for those who can effectively harness. Well, well, see. But for for kids, I, I, for kids, so is is the is the parents who have the the rights to to control how much they go online. Okay. Uh, on that note, may I just come in if you yeah. don't mind? Mm -hmm. On that note, I am aware of parents that are just as distracted, if not more. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are very correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it is for you over there. No, but no, here you, we have. You are very we correct. Driving, we have people driving and trying to check their Facebook. Whoa! On the on an iPad, and they are behind a steering wheel. I have seen well, this not once. Well, in, 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 this, in this country, in the UK, you cannot <laughs> touch your phone while driving. That was a that was a, a law that was passed uh, about two years ago. You can't even touch it. Touch it. You you. We have the same law here. We have the same law. Lasma Lasma is helping Lagos State generate revenue because people keep touching it. And but again, there's only so many of them, yes. and of course they can't man every corner. Hopefully, with advancement in technology, there will be better ways to monitor these things. Mm. Um, as we build up solutions, but ultimately the truth is, um, even now, the private schools that you're talking about, it's yes. not even just in Lagos anymore. I'm, I'm aware of people who are now even sending their kids to private schools, secondary schools, I mean, private secondary schools in other countries across the Atlantic Ocean. So there we are. So, so uh, let, let's, let's dive back to robotics. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been very interesting conversation. So, yes. What is your ultimate goal 
in promote, uh, encouraging and teaching robotics in Africa? What's your ultimate goal? See, my ultimate goal, well, I would rather say our ultimate goal, uh, because the Robotics Center is us, it's a collaboration. Yes. Our ultimate goal is to build up a large pool of talent yeah. that are able to think creatively, okay. apply the technology that they have learned, yeah. and begin to address the challenges that will become opportunities in solving these problems and enhancing processes that will also benefit us in Africa. Good, good. So, yes, you have been doing this for some years now. What have been your, your biggest challenges? Well, Ekene, if am I allowed to go pigeon here on your show? You're free. They, they say the palava no the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we continue. There is a there is a continuum of challenges. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But I guess the more the more pronounced ones. Is uh, or are infrastructure okay? Because access to infrastructure, basic infrastructure of power, telecommunications, um, are the key things to being able to even begin to harness the to begin to to harness the knowledge available. Yeah. Um, because we, because you cannot, you can easily make more impact by making resources available to people. That and the way that, that is done today is using technology mediums. And yeah. without power, without the right um, data um, sub, uh, providers working effectively, this becomes a challenge. Yes. Now, of course, this.
and may not necessarily take the form of a humanoid. Exactly. And it's still doing the task, and therefore it's a robot. Yeah. That being said, what you have, you have a number of my colleagues in the field who focus on creating excitement about the technology, but we sometimes fail to point these young kids and, and individuals in the direction of how to think creatively. What the challenge for us is even reorienting even those of us who are trying to, the crusaders in this field, to better prepare ourselves yeah. to give this right direction. And so we have a case where, why there's infrastructure challenge, there is also a challenge in availability of knowledgeable instructors. There is also the challenge of acceptability of the role that ro robotics and AI can yeah. play in the near term. Because you people tend to think of these things as in the distant future. Yes. Unfortunately, it has come to meet us now. Yeah. Today, even to place your adverts on Google, there are systems that are running algorithms that are using machine learning, deep learning, yeah. say, mm -hmm. to, to do analysis yeah. on the best times, the best places, and even if you are in a particular location, the best locations exactly. to place certain types of advertisement. Yeah. That's why today you have Google being the one of the and uh, Facebook being the leading advertising companies yeah. over the traditional guys. Yeah. Who now these challenges are also driven by the fact that we don't have clear policies that yeah. specifically address robotics and artificial intelligence in most of Africa. A few countries have introduced certain bills, um, like in Senegal and I think Tunisia. In Nigeria, we've gone one step with the uh, data protection regulation. Yeah. And, and that is laudable. Now we need to take it further. Okay. To create a bill that now so can sustain the efforts that in people like us at the Robotics Center are making to institutionalize robotics training. We at the Robotics Center, we built a curriculum that is detailed with content. And across the whole, from primary to secondary, secondary school, school coverage. And, and we have also built post-secondary school curriculum. We also have curriculum for training other instructors who want to learn how to effectively train on robotics and AI. Okay. And these are things that we took the initiative on our own to do because we decided that we are going to teach and, and robotics because our, our, our mission, which is equipping these youth, has to be brought down to what we call brass and nickel. We must, we must take to the cobble cobble of the matter, which means we must be able to take somebody in GS1 yeah. and bring them through GS2 
one to two to three to SS one to two to three. Yeah. And at the end of the period, they have as accumulated knowledge from basic robotics to at least intermediate to advanced level. You were talking to me about uh, what you guys are doing in schools. Yeah. So go on. Yes. So, so we we we've built a curriculum where we we can deploy the robotics training in a simple, practical, demonstrable manner. Yeah. Emphasis on demonstrable because we use we teach the theory. Yeah. And then we begin to show we demonstrate how that works in practical terms. Mm. And then we now tell you the applications. And at, at the end of a period of training, we task them, this, this young, um, intelligent, smart kids with projects. Yeah. And what we try to do is to give them a trickle-down version of the bigger projects. Yeah. For example, we say do a automate, a, a, an automated uh, water uh, 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 where flower pot, a watery system to water your flower pot that you can control when you are not available and you leave your apartment. Okay. And you want to ensure that your plants get watered. Yeah. Now, that seems pretty simple, right? Now, in, in terms of, well, I mean, I'm not talking about simple in the technology, yeah, but I'm it, saying... It, for us to do, simple. yeah. Yes, you know, you can, you can easily, um, you know, relate to that. Yeah. But that is the same fundamental basis for an irrigation system where you are talking about water conservation. Yeah. And you are managing natural resources. Mm, and mm. you are trying to ensure effective or efficient use of the resources you have to achieve good agricultural harvests. Very good. So so what, you, what you're saying is that learning to do this, this simple task, okay, will, can be used exactly the same, maybe a little more, a, a little bit, a little bit more complex to, to, to achieve a, a, a massive project in absolutely various absolutely areas. absolutely the algorithm is the same correct yeah so so the logic is the same yeah it's it's just a more complex complex one uh, yeah mm -hmm. more just the same way you talk about you know medicine engineering it's all physics science yeah. biology but it's just at more complicated levels yeah so where where you have fundamental understanding, then it becomes easier to build upon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is uh, very interesting, I'll tell you. So tell me, do you guys have uh, collaboration partners in other African communities or other countries? Well, we have collaboration partners um, on at this point in time, not in Africa yet, because uh, we are still building our capacity. However, we have been 
uh, uh, we've been approached by uh, two uh, partners in particular, uh, a developmental agency okay. that is focused on managing uh, uh, immigration resettlement across um, the borders. Okay. And finding ways to create or to enable or to empower youths so that the need to migrate is mm. reduced. And if was migrate, you have some skill sets that you can use yeah. so that you, you are able to function in the society that you are going to. Yeah, okay. Uh, with, this, uh, with these guys, we've been able to do a training um, on... Uh, empowerment okay. and we run out our first pilot phase which was extremely successful okay uh, i i don't know if i'm allowed to mention so no I'm, you, you don't need to, you don't need to but if you think you, exactly. if you want to yeah, you can go on yeah, so we, 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 in this regard we've worked with the german development corporations okay um uh, division that handles uh, this empowerment uh, uh called the giz Okay, and we also have uh, a collaboration with um, a Chinese firm. Okay, uh, called uh, Popular Robotics, and they have a a, a Robo City uh, um, product, which we today are their partners in Nigeria. Okay, and we have an event even coming up actually. Okay, um, on Friday. Ah. Um, Oh, this this Friday, this Friday. Oh, oh. and okay. we are going to be talking about the future of robotics uh, in Africa. Very good. Uh, it's a virtual, it's a virtual event, so we're going to have it online. So yeah. please please I'll please send please send, send, send me a link. Yeah, I would like I'll, to I'll, join join. I'm going to make sure you get the link. I'm going to okay. make sure you get the link. So, and 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 again, so this. This collaborations, uh, this collaboration is to help us to be able to take advantage of the knowledge of of countries like China that have advanced yep. in robotics and AI, and see how we can replicate that, but custom it to suit uh, our own society. Yeah, and also in the area of production. Uh, because one of the young innovators, as I like to call them, uh, asked me that, sir, when we have created these prototypes and we have worked on something interesting like this, what next? Mm. How, you know, I'm excited. I, I, I know there's nothing like this available that is made locally. How can I enter production? Interesting. Now, this is also the challenge of having a dream. Yeah. You, 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 if you put a dream in the man's heart and the man begins to dream, you must be ready to support that dream. Mm. So one of the, the challenges we've had is we have now been creating some excitement and now we are getting the excitement. We are beginning to see youths now undergraduates thinking and coming out with interesting ideas. Yeah. They need to be encouraged to 
at least develop their prototypes. They need to be given a chance to, to be able to test their ideas out. Yeah. And this is very important because this helps us avoid us having them, one, leave our continent for places that can encourage them, as we have seen yeah. so recently. Yeah. Right. And also to even help them keep their energies in a positive space. Yes. Rather than take these energies and go and begin and to do things something nobody wants. Bring us, bring us more 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 negative yeah um uh, credibility negative, negative creds in 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 the in the in, in in the in the international space yeah i mean I, on a side note i i was having a conversation with uh, a, an european uh, chap and yeah. he mentioned that People see Africa has not accepted, is still behind the technology, that he begs to differ. Mm. That we embrace technology faster than any other continent. Because yes. some of the biggest negative activities have come from Africa. And he, he was trying to save in particular our motherland. And I said, and he said that it is because they are able to embrace technology that they can now use it and apply it. See, and and I I, I I thought about it and I said it is because they don't have any other outlets. Well, to well, well maybe maybe so, but but I see we embrace these uh, technologies, but what we didn't like how I, I said many times. If these boys who are doing all those things actually understood the, the, the impact that they could have had doing all that things with the same technology, but because, because they were not trained. Correct. So they only jumped in to use the technology. They, did, they didn't actually learn the, the fundamentals. So back to the challenge is yeah. where we, and this is where we talk about appreciation. Yeah. Because if there was a proper appreciation of the technology and its benefits, yeah. then such events will not be rampant. They, 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 will, they will learn, they will discover they will so many things. To, they can do with this. The, the they can thing. benefit from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow, Anthony, it's been very, very interesting to talk to you. Uh, Likewise. Yes, we're we're getting close to the back door. Okay, and uh, this is what I ask all my guests. All right. I. Ask them, and I will ask you to look in the future, 20, 30 years from now. Wow. <laughs> how, how do you see Nigeria, Africa embracing robotics, AI, and all the 
technology surrounding that? How do you see that in the next in the next 20, 30 years? You know, I I I I would I would give a, a reasonable amount of value if I could just get a sneak peek myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you but, you are but, trying to build it, okay? So what but, I'm asking is this: What are you going to build? Yeah, I know. I don't know how to what you're asking. Yeah. Let's say our, our hope yeah. is that in 20, 30 years, Africa, Nigeria inclusive now, yeah. would have advanced to a, a stage where we are now creating our own technology, applying our own technology to solve whatever those challenges that are now at that point in time dominant. And that Africa will be participating at the table with all the other leading countries. Yeah. And that there will be such significant growth in our entire ecosystem in Africa. Mm. Because as we, if, if the advancement goes as we hope, then we will see a transformation in our infrastructure. Yeah. Public transportation, health, yeah. education. Yeah. And overall, this will raise the standard of living. Yes. Because there will be a social economic impact. Why? Because now they might call it maybe uh, don't mind my it might not be called Facebook anymore, it might be called Brain Book. Yeah. And it will come from Africa. It will be a boy sitting in Nairobi or a young lady in Bayelsa that would have decided that this is what he or she is going to focus on yeah. and bring the next transformational solutions to the world. It will not be the world to Africa, but Africa to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Go on, go on. I'm enjoying you. So, in the areas of agriculture, we will be the, the, the road to self-sufficiency. Yeah. The road to food security. In 20 years time, 30 years time, automation, artificial intelligence, and robotics would have changed the game and Africa would be self-sufficient because we have what is the most critical factor. We have the fertility in the soil. Yeah. We have the, the natural irrigation systems. We have manpower and a young growing population. Yep. What we need are tools that can harness 
these resources at the ultimate or the optimal efficiency levels. Yeah. And we can begin to enjoy the benefits. And it, in 20, 30 years' time, it, it is indeed my prayer that we would have mastered the art of creating these solutions, the art of creating technology driven processes that will ensure that we harness efficiently the natural resources yeah. given to us and we'll be able to achieve the level of growth and, of course, the level of um, resource generation and, of course, social economic status that Africa is, well, I believe once had and we will indeed come back to. Very, very, very good. And Tony, thank you very much. Uh, I've enjoyed this uh, episode. Uh, I am looking forward to, to see what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm sure in the near future, something fantastic will, will come out of it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Kenneth. Listen or watch more episodes of Think Big for Africa podcast with new guests every week. Subscribe to ensure that you are notified whenever new episodes are available.